Welcome, 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 my friends. It's great to be with you again as this show, I'll check on inflation and what the effects could be from just one cog in the wheel going to funk. Stay with us for Burden on Society, a show for those who wonder why the spectacle at the top of our people pyramid just can't use common sense for making decisions. Welcome, everyone, to the show that will not be shut up, and we will only tell you the truth as we see it. We will talk about the most common sense answers to humanity's problems, the answers you seem to see, I see, but those making the decisions don't see. Or do they? I'm your host, Brian Burden, and welcome to Burden on Society. B-I-N, or as I like to say, Biden Inflation Nation is upon us been upon us for months and months. Uh, the experts say inflation is with us now for at least maybe two to three years, if not longer. Remember when they were telling us it was just transitory and not to worry about it? Ah, not anymore. So this is something we have to really worry about. So that transitory problem is gone pretty much. And this is what happens when you influx so much money into the system, it just can't handle it. And it's like any place else in the world, inflation pops up. Yet they kept basically lying to us, telling us it was no big deal, right? Well, that is not what's going to be happening. Inflation is going to be starting a big problem in our country over the next, well, it's already started, so let's see, it's going to grow and grow and grow, and we're going to see a lot of big things with this, uh, and our futures are going to be tough all around the globe. Because they're trying to make this a global thing, it may start here, it may be worse in other places before it gets bad here, or vice versa. It's just hard to say exactly where everything will pin out, but I'm going to kind of go through some of that. So stick with me on this as it will all come together at the end. I'll give you bits and pieces. Something that seems commonplace to us all, but potentially catastrophic, is what I'm going to really cover as we get in today. We don't even think about it. But it could be catastrophic in so many areas around the globe and around the world with so many different people. And that's when I threw out this idea. Did you know that we have only three months of food in the supply chain? Yes, three months. Three months, 90 days, that's it. Till we run out of food around the globe and people start to have problems with starvation, trying to find food on a daily basis. Uh, this leads to all kinds of different things that could be happening in the world, like you could start to see people uh, arguing amongst each other, starting to fight, civil disobedience popping up. So uh, right now, we don't think of it as much as a problem. You go to the store, you get what you want. You've seen that some of the shelves have been kind of dry and barren at times, but you're not thinking too much about it yet. Uh, yeah, we had a big scare on toilet paper a couple of years ago. Uh, but what if for some reason we were to stop farming altogether, right? Again, not much of a problem with food maybe being on the low side for most of us. But what if we were to have to stop farming altogether for some reason? How would it look then? Or it would just, let's say it's just interrupted for a while in some places. Well, where's that war going on right now? Yeah, you know where it's going on, and it's one of our breadbaskets of the world, is Ukraine and in that area in Russia. And they're just pushing into their farming season and getting ready to go for that. Now, how do you know this could be a problem? Well, governments see it coming. 
And how do they know that? Well, they're buying food now at a lower rate before it skyrockets because they know what's coming and what is possibly ahead for us. Now, this could be good for your governments. They're seeing what's going on, but they're not telling anybody about it at all, are they? So why would they buy food so far in advance? Because this is mainly for next year they're talking about. They see the price going up, and generally speaking, they buy the food needed no more than two to four months in advance. Now, in the United States, a lot of times we produce the food here and we push it straight into the stores, so it's a little different. <clears throat> Excuse me, but there are a lot of places in the world where they buy the food the government does to give to the people in advance. And this is where we're starting to see those changes. Think about this. 25% of global production, that's our GDP, all of our production, comes just from food. And 50% of that is wheat. Tack in rice and you got some problems there. Wheat and rice are the staple of many nations around the world. Uh, India, Africa seem to be some of the ones you have to think about, and I'll get to that in a second. Now, one-third of that comes from where? Yep, you guessed it. Ukraine and Russia, big wheat producers. Currently, it is easy to see that if something doesn't change quickly, we might have some problems over there. They're going to have problems planting what they need to plant, get it to people who need to get it. Remember, most of the people in that part of the world actually buy their grain, their rice, and their wheat from countries in that part of the world. It's easier to get there. It's cheaper. They buy it from us, it takes a little longer, might cost a little more, but they still get it. So, will there even be a planting season in Ukraine this year? And it doesn't look great at this point, does it? All right, so, but there's still another bridge to the problems that we could see. That could be a major problem, obviously. They stop farming altogether, right? How about fertilizer? Did you know fertilizer is largely produced where? Yes, Ukraine and Russia. <laughs> so I don't need to tell you that. You could, you could have seen that coming from a far distance as I started talking about this, right? So in response to our sanctions on Russia, guess what they did? Well, they've decided to stop producing ingredients that go into fertilizer. What does that do to the price? Well, let's think about this. These ingredients are special to that region in Ukraine and into the area around Russia. With the potential for no planting at all in Ukraine, prices have already started to double on corn and wheat. Okay, People see what's coming and what there is potential for, for people who are in the business and see that, while the rest of us have no clue that this is going to be happening. So let's add the fact that growing season is just, it's right on us, really. Um, Yes, there's still snow on the ground there, but it's literally within weeks they would start putting plants in the ground and start fertilizing everything. Now, for us, it's the same, right? We're getting ready to plant. All the guys are getting their fields ready. All of our farmers are ready to go. But with little to no fertilizer on the market, the effects could be very much crippling. So it's something we definitely have to think about. It's definitely something that's going to be on our horizon, at least in the next couple of months. If we do not make some drastic changes with this, we are going to struggle with this for a long period of time. And this is where we start to get into the ideas of where things could be pretty bad for uh, the, the near future, at least as it looks like, and could be something that's catastrophic to the entire globe. So a lot of things going on there. So they buy their people or they buy their food for their people, and it looks like they're going to struggle to get enough of it. So I kind of think of it this way. 
Um, there's fertilizer. It's it went from like two hundred dollars to a thousand dollars already a ton. This means farmers will not plant some fields here in America even due to the price. They can't afford it, right? This means farmers will not plant here. They won't plant over there, possibly because of the war. Uh, they can't get the fertilizer they need. Then what happens? The weeds kind of come in and they lock down those that field of what they need. Maybe it's corn, maybe it's wheat, and then the, what they can get from it is much, much less. Hence, the world's working on fertilizer pretty much as what they need. Now, without it, they would be getting a far worse yield, maybe even not worthy to consume at all, depending on where they're at. So, fertilizer has quadrupled, basically, in its price, gone from 200 to 1,000. How high will it go? Let's, in uh, add, let's add in gas prices, which have doubled since just last year, right? Now, that tractor gets expensive just to drag a plow behind it, doesn't it? It's got to go with how much is the gas going to cost? How much is the fertilizer actually being spread going to cost? Now our farmers are being laid pretty much at, at wake there and getting a rough time because of it. So where does this really lead us to? This is like that pick. Maybe many of you have seen the pick that I'm talking about, where the, the drop of water is coming down into another tank of water or some water. It's nice and blue, and it shows the waves coming out, the ripple effect coming out, right, falling into water. You know those waves moving out from the center? That's what's happening to us right now. In the center is the war going on right now. And all these little waves are moving out across the globe for different things happening. One wave may be this food problem combined with fertilizer shortages. Now, I don't like to be one of them doomsday guys, but I can actually see how this works fairly easily because you're already seeing it starting to happen. So if something doesn't change drastically very quickly, we're going to see some kind of food shortages by the end of this year, for sure, it looks like. While we may not see the full extent of food shortages here, definitely other places will see the extremes. Experts are now saying hundreds of millions of people will fight food shortages by the end of this year around the globe. And you remember the countries I talked about? India, for one. They get all their food shipped in, their wheat, all their other corn, all their other byproducts like that come into their to them, and they buy it. Another one is Africa. Virtually every country in Africa buys food from other countries. So they seem to be the main players. There are a billion people in India, if you didn't know that. Lots of people there, lots of problems. They buy their food for their people, and they're going to struggle to get enough of it. That's why they're trying to buy it up right now the best they can. But what if we just don't have enough of that? You know, say there's 100 million metric tons they're supposed to have, but we only have 50 million metric tons. You can see how this could be a problem. Unless something changes and changes quickly, just this one event, the need for fertilizer, could lead to famine around the globe. Even if we find a way to have just enough prices, you know, just enough, the prices are going through the stratosphere. That's a weather term for you. That means high in the sky, the stratosphere does. So here's where I tell you again about the coming depression. I don't use the word recession. I use depression because it doesn't look good now. I still pray that it's not going to happen. But I want to tell you this, though, also, I am not a prophet. I'm just looking at the details and trying to tell you what I see. I am no prophet in any way, shape, or form. Just looking at what seems to be basic using common sense. So make sure you are ready. 
I don't want you to go crazy prepper on us, nothing like that. But be prepared, right? Especially here in the States. Money-wise, try to get rid of as many bills now as you can. Now, you've heard that for years and years and years, and we've been getting along up until this point, but it may be something you have to really worry about in the coming years because they're going to use that against you. The government, that is. Food-wise, you might buy a little extra ahead of time and store it. You know, if you buy uh, some macaroni, let's say you say buy a box of macaroni and cheese, we'll buy two and put one away. How about beans? If you buy some beans, put grab two and put one away somewhere. Then maybe when next time you go, do the same thing till you have a few extras, just in case. Just kind of being on the on the good side, trying to think about what you need to be doing for yourself. So, how about things like a generator? What if power problems happen? And that's a strong possibility when we start to have chaos and you lose your refrigerator for weeks on end or you can't cook. Maybe some extra gas to cover lean times if they develop for your car or for maybe for something as your generator. I also want you to think about other people. Put them in your mind, too, on this subject. All right. There's going to be people out there who are going to need a lot of things. And you're going to say to yourself, well, I need this more than they do. And I'm not disagreeing with you. You think about uh, trying to stay alive yourself. But I want you to think about other people, too. We need to take care of those who will be in need during those times. There are plenty of disabled people in this country. There are plenty of people who can't do for themselves in this country. And we need to think about them daily, now even. Should have been doing it now, but if this starts to come through, the depression type thing comes through, they are going to need even more help. So here's how I would like you to think about it. All right. Let's help your family first. Remember, take care of them, then your friends, then anyone else you can think of. And I would do this on a daily basis. Okay. My family taken care of. The kids are good. Everybody's good. Okay. The neighbors are good. My friends are good over at church. What can I do for the guy down the street? We can do this with everything we do in retrospect. We just don't think about it. The world will need help along with us. These are things you might think of to be safe just in case and to keep others safe. So let's start thinking about other people as we get into these type of scenarios. And then we'll keep praying that they won't. I, for one, will continue to pray daily for these things to not happen. And none of them are written in stone. Like I said, I'm not a prophet. Prayer can change the outcome. Do not sit there and go, well, they always say they give prayers. That doesn't help. It does help. It does help. Go ahead and pray. And if you haven't found Jesus, this is a good time to start thinking about it. All right. Now, we were talking about one factor that could affect us this year. That was basically the fact that food might not be uh, plentiful where we want it and where we need it and that some people are going to have problems. So I want you to now think about the elephant in a phone booth. All right. <laughs> This one we can all think of when we see it daily. We know what's going on, right? In other words, the rampant inflation I talked about at the start of the show. I call it bin. Man, we're going to have problems with bin this year, aren't we? Yes, the Biden inflation nation is going to struggle. All right. It started going up when he took control, regardless of what he says. There may be a spike because of the war. That's true. But it was going to continue no matter what. We were told to not worry just months ago about the inflation that was happening. Yet, many of us knew that that was not true. Now, inflation is at 7.9%, and many experts from both sides of the aisle say it will be here for a couple years or more. Also, if you have been around a while like me, that 7.9% is really 
15.5% if we use standards from 1980. So they've changed the numbers to make them look a little better. But still, let's get back to it. 7.9% is really high, the highest it's been in 30 or 40 years. So this is something to worry about. And they're saying two years of this, three years, maybe even four years. That's a long period for inflation and all your prices to continue up. Now, a lot of the stats I'm going to throw at you are from what uh, a website called Shadow Stats. And I think Glenn Beck used it too, so I got some of those numbers there. Uh, they pop out a lot of the stats here at that, at that website. We never seem to get from our government, right? Or they go through them. Check them out and see if you like them. Also, plenty of this has been covered in other areas such as Glenn Beck's show and different shows like Tucker Carlson have covered some of this information. So I'm just kind of going through the basics and the common portions of it if you haven't heard of it, all right? Again, I always like to use the basics. The basics tend to work. The wild things way out on the sides don't usually, right? So this is pretty simple. I'm going to give you the price the day President Biden was elected. Then I'm going to tell you what it is now. Then I'm going to say what it's supposed to be in 2024. And that's going to be without the expected side effects of anything else. Just inflation. No wars, no national crises, no geopolitical hindrances of any time added in there. Just the inflation added in. And these are what the numbers will look like. All right. So starting with when he got elected to now and then what they'll look like in 2024. Let's start with the one thing we all seem to need. Well, that's assuming you're not in a big city somewhere, right? Is a car. A car. On election day, did you know you could buy the average car for $22,900, roughly? Now it's $30,603. Guess what it's going to be in 2024? Yes, $40,048. Nearly double what it was just a year and a half ago. Ouch. How many of us can afford it now, let alone in two years? I can't afford a $30,000 car right now. I'm like the rest of you. I'm living off money that's coming in. I don't have a, a high-paying job where I'm making $100K a year or anything like that. And it's rough for me and many people. I'm okay. I'm kind of status quo. God's got me, so I feel good and covered that way. But I can't just go out and buy a $30,000 car right now. So how am I going to buy a $40,000 car in just two years? You can see how this works already. And that's one of our mainstays, cars. Doesn't matter whether it's electric or gas. Going to cost you at least $40,000 on average. All right, let's go to the second thing. Probably the most thing you need, too, especially if you're in drive-in country and you're not in an apartment. You need a house, right? On election day, that house cost you about $359,000. Now it's $414,000. Hey, great that equity went out. My wife and I cashed in our house. We have some money. We're trying to pay off every single bill we have. And we won't have hardly anything left, but we'll be able to pay much of it off because we took some of that equity and did that. All right. The house, though, in 2024 is going to be worth $548,000 thousand dollars so another hundred and what's that a hundred and thirty thousand dollars more per the average house will go up in value just by 2024 again great increases for you and your family equity sounds great doesn't it 
But with interest rates starting to go up, right, they're talking six or seven times this year and another four to six times next year, who will be able to buy it? We've been, uh, we've had a luxury of three and 4% interest for years and years and years. You think people are going to buy at 8% interest a house for 548000 There will be a few. But you will be hard-pressed to sell your house in a couple years if inflation continues on the, the stair step that it is going at this point. So with interest rates up, also, how will you find someone to even buy the place? All right? So cars double. Houses go way up, but then you're going to have problems finding someone to, to buy them. You're going to struggle to buy a car if you actually need it in a couple years because you're not going to have the money for that if you're not already struggling. So let's go to food. Food is next, obviously. So we started with a car so you can get around. We got a house so we have a roof over our head, and then we need some food, right? How about a mainstay here? Eggs, a dozen of them, all right? On election day, $1.45. Ah, a lot of people had eggs. Now they're $2.35. And in 2024, $3.11. I don't think you'll be making a lot of three-egg omelets with those prices, will you? Because it's going to double the prices of your three-egg omelets. Uh, I don't care whether you throw in there the uh, Texas side of the omelet that you like. If you like some bacon in there, it's going to be even worse. All your prices are going to go up on your food and your mainstays. Here's another one. Every growing family needs one of these. Milk. Milk on election day, $3.24 per average per gallon. I know here in Indiana, it's a little less. We must have some dairy farms around us fairly close, so we've been getting it cheaper than that. But the average around the uh, United States is $3.24 on election day. Right now, it's $3.89. Wow, three eighty-nine. And in 2024, $5.15 for a gallon of milk. How many of you go through five gallons of milk today because you got four kids? Or how many of you go through 10 gallons of milk a day because you got four kids? <laughs> how many things have milk in them too? Think about that. Absolutely everything that has milk in it will increase. Something to think about. And that for me might be ice cream. <laughs> not sure how much milk or dairy they put in ice cream. I don't even know how they make it. I just know it tastes good, right? All right, I'm kind of like the president on that front. I love my ice cream. But obviously, though, that's going to go up in value and it's going to cost way more just because the milk, the ingredients go up. All right. A lot of these are ingredients that are going to just make the prices of everything go up. But the ingredients themselves are skyrocketing. How about bread? Now, a loaf of bread on Election Day was $1.50. Now it's $1.67. OK, that's not too bad. I don't feel too bad about that one. But in 2024, $2.21. That's going to affect what? Well, the first thing I can think of is sandwiches. <laughs> you know what happens there? The $5 foot long, which they've kind of done away with anyway, maybe then, what, $10? <laughs> and guessing that they won't have no unlimited breadsticks at some of these restaurants anymore either, because it will cost them too much to start making it. That's where the price of wheat is going up. This could be even worse, I think. You, you can see a lot higher prices than this um, in the coming uh, couple of years because of the inflation. All right, here's another mainstay. <laughs> hamburgers. Hamburgers. They, I've noticed them going through the roof, and I'm not even that big of a hamburger fan. I like chicken sandwiches. They're going up too. But obviously, they're affected by the same factors that everything else is affected by. So you could get a hamburger. The average hamburger on Election Day was $4.65. Now it's $6.01. 
Okay, six dollars and one cent. In 2024, it will be up to seven dollars and ninety-five cents for your average hamburger. Hamburger fries will also be up, and of course, they're going to jack the drink up too a little bit, right? So, a regular Big Mac meal may cost you twelve to fourteen dollars, depending on where you are in the country. And I'm guessing it's going to be higher in some places. And a family of four may spend. 40 to 50 bucks just to run through the drive-thru, grab two meals and two kids' meals. 40 to 50 bucks. Used to be like 18 to 20 just a while ago, not that far ago. So we're doubling our prices there, as you can see. So how are we going to be able to feed your families that way? Well, you're going to be able to get food and go home. That's one of the things you're going to be able to do, right? It's going to force us to cook at home more. And then what's the economic uh, effect on McDonald's and Burger King and all these other places that make food? They're going to struggle too, aren't they? Because they're going to have less people coming to eat there. They're going to have to charge more and they're going to sell less. So that will in increase the price also. All right. Last but not least, and affecting absolutely everything we do is gas, of course. On election day, did you know gas was $2.18? Now it's four dollars and thirty-nine cents. Guess what they expect it to be in five in uh, twenty twenty-four? Again, only inflation, no outside effects geopolitical like a war or anything. We're going to assume there's none of that going on, just the inflation rates, right? In twenty twenty-four, you will pay five dollars and eighty-three cents a gallon of gas on average around the country. It is the worst single factor in the entire bunch, and remember. No matter what you do, everything increases as gas increases. Okay, you may not like some tweets, but $2 gas made the world go around pretty darn good when Mr. Trump was uh, take, uh, taking over, right? Inflation rises as you force more money into a system as we have over the last two years. Started because of COVID. I think we kind of all understood that. The second batch we started saying, well, why are we doing this now? Now we're going through a third and fourth batch. They just put in $1.7 just last week. Where is all this money? There's, there's so much money getting in, flushed into the system. Everything has to go up. Any raise, let's think about this. A raise you may have gotten in this last year has probably been outpaced by inflation. I know I was working with the government just a few months ago, and we, I think we had a 3% raise at the beginning of the year. Well, inflation's 8 that didn't help much, did it? Kind of fell back. Well, it's great to think I had extra money in my pocket, but it wasn't even enough to cover what was going on. So any raise you may have gotten this year is gone under the bin. All right. Unfortunately, we are only just starting the hardships ahead, I'm afraid, folks. There's a lot of things going on in the world right now. That was just the inflation take on it. All right. You add in wars, you add in geopolitical problems, you add in the fact that the politics in our nation is basically uh, everybody's fighting and is at each other's throats. Not a good thing. Nobody's worried about each other. They're worried about their side and keeping power. And that's both sides of the ledger on that. It just happens that one's in power right now. And the other one uh, uh, was in power and it seemed like things were better, but I'm sure they were doing things to try to keep their power too. All right. So. Inflation's what we covered this time. The war's going on too. The next show, I'm going to probably hit back on my percentages of where I think the war's going, and we'll start to pick up on anything that's happening in that time frame. 
the inflation problem I see could lead to our depression, and it's something that you probably need to play, uh, pray about. So let's end this show with this. Most of all in your life, find Jesus, if you have not, especially. I know some of you have come and gone with the Jesus thing. Come back to Jesus. It will give you a solace in knowing that you are loved and cared for. I pray every day that none of these ha things happen. If you are burdened by these things, trust Jesus. The only truth, and I say the only truth, that can carry you through the troubles we endure. See you next time. <laughs>